listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. We are pleased to be joined by a great friend of the program, Lincoln Kennedy, former Raiders offensive lineman, sideline analyst for the Raiders radio network. Link, always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. Jordy Nelson was deemed expendable by the Packers. What do you think he's going to bring to the Raiders this season? Well, you know, it's one of those things where you, you have a serviceable receiver in Jordy Nelson who's had a pretty productive career. Now, over the last couple of years, he's been nagged by, you know, nemesis injury, if you will. But you can still squeeze some stuff out of him. I think he's a classic possession-style receiver that Gruden had when he had Tim Brown back in the day and would love to be a part of his offense. Now you've got Amari Cooper who's capable of stretching the field, but you've got a guy, a good, solid receiver who knows how to use his body and Jordy Nelson to open up another uh, avenue for uh, Derek Carter to go to. When you think about what John Gruden brings to the table in a sense of what he wants to do, does he fit the overall scheme? Because I thought vertically was the game that most of the time you end up seeing, especially in even the West Coast-style offense. But what we saw out in Green Bay when it came to Aaron Rodgers, everything was more ad-libbed when you actually end up seeing Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers connecting. How does this work between he and Derek Carr? I think what Gruden's trying to create, and he, he did it his first year with Rich Gannon, is he gave Gannon options a way to get rid of the ball quickly, not have to hold on to it, much like Andy Reid did when he had uh, back in back in Philadelphia, you know, in the early days uh, with Donovan McNabb. I think that's what's going to happen. I, I, I look, Derek Carr can certainly stretch the field with his long arm, but last year's, you know, the the, the route distribution, the route tree that the Raiders were using was was really unimaginative and, and pure basic. Even if you get back to just the, the simplest routes. Having a possession receiver who's capable of running across the middle of the field, opening up things, and maybe even stretching it when you have, you know, on the same side, gives you another option that they didn't necessarily have with Crabtree, um, but more importantly, without the attitude. Got him with Lincoln Kennedy from the Raiders Radio Network. Link, let's focus on the backfield. What does the addition of Doug Martin to the Raiders mean now for Marshawn Lynch? Well, I, I think it gives, if you remember back again, I'm referring back to the history of what he did before. I'm thinking that it's going to give him that one-two punch like you have with Tyron Wheatley and Napoleon Kaufman. Now, the reason why I say this, that whole thunder and lightning type of uh, appeal, you want a back who's capable of running between the tackles, but and, and you really don't have that other than Marshawn Lynch prior to adding Doug Martin to the roster. And now the thing is, is that if you have any issues with you know personality, let's say you know something unforgiven happens and he gets suspended, Marshawn Lynch gets suspended again, then you're not your, your running game doesn't really fall off. The Raiders also signed a fullback. Uh, from Dallas. I don't have my notes right in front of me right now, but they signed a fullback recently, um, which gives him that short yardage uh, in between power running game type of appeal as well. Defensively, most importantly, when it comes to free agency, Sheldon Richardson, who we've known, who's applied a tremendous amount of pressure on quarterbacks over the last uh, three years, being able to apply 43 pressures, and also Navarro Bowman. How, How do they handle these two players moving forward to make sure they can try to shore up the inside of that defense? I think they're going to still add more depth. I know they, they signed a linebacker. Uh, again, I'm sorry I'm, I'm sort of unprepared for this interview because I don't have my notes right in front of me, but um, they did sign another linebacker, and they're probably going to draft a linebacker um, in the draft somewhere, whether it be the first or second pick. Um, I, I think what they're trying to create depth at the position. Navarro Bowman was definitely a well, uh, well-needed addition to the defense last year. His leadership, his ability, even though he's a little bit on the other side of the uh, uh, age-wise and, and performance-wise, it still came in big. And now they got to create depth because they've a linebacker core that's capable of getting after it, and I think that's what they're trying to build.
Lincoln, understandably, we've been talking a lot of dollars and cents this week with the mega deal Kirk Cousins got from Minnesota. When Khalil Mack gets paid, do you think it's going to be record-setting for a defensive player? Here's what's going to happen. You're seeing a slow change as players are demanding guaranteed contracts. The only way that's going to happen in the National Football League, they're all going to be two, three-year contracts. Now, and they're also talking about stability. The reason why the owners fall so hard on guaranteed contracts, they didn't want to come up to long-term contracts full of guaranteed money like they did with Albert Haysworth and all these other guys that they, they were committed to and hurt the salary cap long down the line. They're going to have to take shorter contracts, have a nice chunk of change, like you saw with Kirk Cousins. Three years is probably the most. So Khalil Mack is going to be one of those guys that's got to decide. Does he want Von Miller type of money? If so, how, you know, how, how quickly can he get it? And I was always of the mindset, especially when I played, the more time you got at the contract table, the more money you could take up front. Things are a little bit different these days. Um, salary caps don't really – I mean, salary bonus, signing bonuses don't really come into play like they did. But the, the, the truth is, is that if you want to take a shorter contract with more money guaranteed, that's probably going to be your best bet. I think you're slowly starting to see more guys want to do that. What happens to the stability of the teams? Because when you go back to the times in which you and I were still in college and having a chance to come out, which was the early to the mid-90s, you saw teams like the 49ers, you saw teams like the Dallas Cowboys, even the team there with the Oakland Raiders. Guys at one point in time were around each other for over five years minimum. I mean, it was up to maybe eight to ten years, and you had chances to see championships. But, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So if you get short-term deals with guaranteed money, what does that mean for these franchises when it comes down to keeping teams around to be able to make those types of runs to win the championships? Well, aside from the New England Patriots, dynasties are dead. It's yeah. just a simple way. And on top of that, you've got to understand you have to maximize your window. You've got a four-year window. You put a good team together, it'll be with young guys um, uh, or whatever, you've got a four-year window to put it together. Look at the Seattle Seahawks. Their window is now closing. So they can rebound, but they have to retool that defense. And they're not going to be the same as they once were. But that's what you do. But in that window, look at what Seattle did. Played in a couple of Super Bowls. Actually got a good Super Bowl. I think most teams would give up that, and that's what's going to have to happen because you can't commit everyone to 10, you know, seven-year deals or whatever it is, um, five, seven-year deals for a lot of money, especially when everybody wants to guarantee um, you're going to have to go shorter contracts. Link, we know you're in Vegas. We'll let you get back to the madness of the NCAA tournament. Thanks so much for your willingness to join us the last two years here on the NFL on TuneIn. Always a pleasure, guys. You guys be well, Cordell. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.